Hi, today I have with me Devan Bhalla in my podcast. Devan is an integrated marketer who is passionate about growth strategy and paying attention to detail. In parallel, in his with his day job, Devan has also been a successful content creator with more than hundred thousand followers. He has been a keynote speaker in leading colleges like BITS, DU, IIM, and similar. Devan, you have a very impressive profile, and I'm looking forward to this conversation and learn a lot from it. Welcome to my podcast. Be curious with Shristi. Thank you so much, Shristi. Really, indeed, an honor, and looking forward to it. So, my first question to you is: I looked into your profile and found that you have done engineering, and then you decided to do MBA. So, how did you decide to do MBA? Okay, so I think I had a very interesting journey. so you know i had basically completed my bachelor's in electronics and communication and i was deeply inclined towards pursuing research and opting for an ms in fiber optics i published papers also in it at different conferences and then also you know in leading journals but then i think maybe somewhere i realized that you know okay if i get a good opportunity maybe i can pursue but it that was something that i brushed under the carpet till the time you know mckinsey and company i had interviewed with them and for the digital practice i was basically roped in as an analyst and that's where when i actually saw the differentiation that you know okay techies and you know the mba grads they have a very different kind of a lifestyle and usually an mba guy would be like an engagement manager whereas a techie guy would be like a tl in you know one of those mckinsey solution teams i would say that you know i would not like to like reveal too much about it but i saw that there was a stark difference in the way their career trajectory was looking like and that's where i would see people sitting in corporate finance people sitting in marketing actually working on some really exciting projects and i was sitting and working on solutions i loved my job but then i obviously thought that the grass is greener that side i should definitely explore and then obviously you know there was this organic plug that happened that okay you know i will be preparing for cat so i gave my first attempt and then i got into an iim and that's how i think mba happened cool that's very nice so for me i did my btech and then like my career started and then there was a thought in my head i have to do mba but i never took that action of preparing for cat and stuff but yeah that seems very interesting like i have friends who have become product managers and they love their job and it's vast the mba field yeah yeah i think yeah product management is one of the emerging fields i think that's a good plug for somebody who's been a techie and they are passionate about this even ui ux has also emerged i think it's like really blasted the scene So these are all so careers in design, PA, product, and I think analytics. These three have like really caught the bandwagon with respect to I think marketing, sales, and finance, and strategy. These are like more I would say traditional options. So even right now, my current role is you know it's not just limited to marketing or brand. It's now more of a business profile, like in a leadership kind of a role. So you know that happens, and that's like. an automatic career trajectory that happens for people who really want to learn more and take up more okay so like diving deep into mba so what are like possible careers in mba which you know about sure so i think i will just draw in on my experience so for me marketing was like choosing a discipline on the basis of the principle of elimination 
So I was like, I was dead sure that I will not pursue something in finance, right? And I did like my master's in marketing and brand and did my minors in strategy and analytics. So I always thought that, you know, it's always better to do something that you're creative. It actually pushes you on the creative side because obviously marketing also doesn't work without numbers, but those are the numbers that I understood, not the ones that are there on the balance sheet. I do that. I understand that. I loved corporate finance but I did not like costing at all. I absolutely did not like costing. And that is trigger point for me that I have to branch away from balance sheets. So that's where, you know, marketing happened. See, within MBA, I think there are a lot of options available for somebody who wants to dabble and see in the first year itself. So finance being one, then marketing, then I would say operations. I will, we, we can like discuss about these in detail, but then obviously yeah uh, the fourth one is human resources the typical hr role and then obviously product analytics are like logical extensions like it also depends upon the institute whether you know they offer something that's more specialized or if it's something that's more generic like at iams usually they don't give you like a specialization but at certain colleges they might give you like a pg dba right so that's in business analytics Right. So you have specialized in business analytics and these are like the prominent ones. Strategy exists with these. So it could be like strategy in operations, could be strategy in finance, strategy in marketing. So that's how, you know, that's like an overall perspective. And within marketing, there are multiple career options, brand, corporate communication, marketing communication, social media, SEO, paid ads, basically somebody who's a paid specialist. And I think events events is also something that's like really going up and i think in human resources it's like hrbp talent acquisition learning and development right hr operations hr analytics right so these are the ones that i'm exposed to and strategy has been like an overarching theme i had an internship in that so that was corporate strategy it included finance and marketing and operations so it basically touches upon all the verticals but at a plus one level as compared to rather than deep diving it's like the insights and trends and what will happen and then obviously mergers and acquisitions so that's the common area between finance and strategy you, you have mergers and acquisitions you have all your uh, investment banking profiles lying within that and then obviously you know once you get so if you are somebody who's into stock trading then you would want to have like qs the quantitative study part needs to be like really good computers like certain aspects of it in terms of insights and forecasts so that's where analytics also comes into the picture and obviously an overall understanding of the business there's so much that somebody can be exposed to with an mba that the mark of a good institution is that they give you like real hands-on experience because there's nothing textbook in the real world that's really true i think whatever terms you said i know only few of them and there are like so many things we talked about. So there's like so many things to learn. So like, I would like to know about your day-to-day -day work and what do you do in your day-to-day -day work and how have you built your brand and what was your journey there? Okay. These are like two very different questions. So okay. I'll try to encapsulate it for you in one single answer. Or you can split it into two. I would talk about my personal brand first. So I have always labeled myself as a content creator never like somebody who's an influencer or somebody who's things that i've built have been built over a period of time it's not like the instant fame ki, you know you can like talk to a dance video and then you can get <laughs> some, like millions of followers not like that so um, every single thing that i have published so far 
you can actually scroll it through on my LinkedIn and you'd find that it's been a journey of a couple of years, similarly for Instagram also, but I've been more active as a LinkedIn creator as compared to an Instagrammer. I hope to change that soon because of multiple reasons. And uh, then obviously, you know, I was creating content on a daily basis because I was lonely during my MBA. And then I thought that, you know, why not do blogging? And uh, that's where, you know, I, there was so much of time during the day that uh, even after doing sessions and studying and, you know, reading case studies and all, I always felt that need that, you know, I have to blog about something. So my one of my first posts was actually winning a case study competition when I was on campus. So it's been like a couple of years now. So, and you know, that's how it's been that, you know, never did it with an intention of becoming a content creator or having followers. It was just done as somebody would say, like, it's a digital diary entry for me. Like every single day you would have found something or the other that I would have blogged. So it's like my digital footprint of the things that I've done, what I might have been thinking that day, what was it that I replied to somebody's comment. You can actually gauge the mood of somebody who creates content by what they've written that day. You can actually. And so, you know, I started getting invites to different colleges, doing trainings. And the first time that I actually took to the stage was for a TEDx talk oh. i never spoken before that and i was like in complete paranoia that i don't know like exactly i was kind of blanking out that time that you know i don't know exactly what i'm supposed to say then i just thought that you know i will do it and that's how i sailed through that so usually people do tedx and you know certain kind of events after they've been established but for me it was the very first one and then i went to pitch Pilani and i felt slightly more, more at ease and then obviously i been doing that so now uh, there's no script now whatever i feel like i'm talking to them in a more conversational kind of a manner so you don't need to rehearse if you really like and love what you do like there should be no script it should be completely organic it's not like a robotic thing and similarly i think with respect to my day-to-day job schedule i would say that i'm blessed that no two days look the same for me it's always something that's very unique and uh, exciting. Obviously, we've built a structure around it that, you know, there are certain things that have to be done. But how they're supposed to be done, you know, what is the final nuance that I need to do, say, for example, from a campaign planning point of view, the kind of content marketing initiative that we have to do. Any prominent campaign, I can't reveal that though, but, you know, any prominent campaign which might include, like, maybe a leadership team or any endorser or a content creator, and then following up with the team, having that rigor in place that, you know, there's supposed to be a huddle in the morning. And then, you know, you figure out, okay, these are the things that need to be done. And, you know, by the end of the day, give give me like an update to my immediate team, people who report into me and for people, our agency partners. So, you know, that's how it is. And I'm quite infamous for my follow-ups, being slightly of a tough taskmaster, but then I am learning. So to have that fine, I, if I'm laughing, then I'm laughing like anything. And then obviously, you know, everybody has targets and you have to meet those targets. If, if those are like revenue, if those are like, you know, from an engagement perspective, conversation perspective, I handle like media buying and planning, social media, content marketing, then brand strategy, then obviously, you know, certain part of their ORM and I don't know what all, but so these are like different hats that a marketer or a business person can don over a period of time. And then, you know, there are multiple business units that are represented. So that's something that's like, I call it as, you know, that's wild marketing because not even wild marketing, I would say the wild, wild west, because it's like, you know, you're doing so many things. There's like a complete chaos. 
but yeah it's it's really it's really like an enriching experience okay so like i first want to relate to about your first tedx experience so when i recorded my first podcast it was i would say it was like a nightmare for me not nightmare it was very like from learning point of view i was really excited that i'm going to talk to this person but i was scared that what if i mess up and i mess up in a bad way then i will be wasting so much time the first person i interviewed was a cto of deserve a startup so i respect him a lot i have worked with him and then like i had that nervousness and it actually showed in the podcast but uh, still like this is my journey and i'm slowly learning so i am hoping to improve first episode and second episode i am hopefully looking forward to grow and uh, improve my skills as well and second part like about your day to day life so when i'm listening to you a lot of things i don't understand because i don't have that background but it looks very interesting and it feels like i am not exposed to so many things and i still have to learn so many things it's like uh, this learning uh, breadth is like huge that's always going to be there i think there are so many things that i don't know about your job the finer yeah. things that you know you do day in and day out and that's you know that's where there's scope of you know becoming adaptable you know yeah. willingness to learn and all of that so i completely get your point to yeah. me a lot of the things in the te- on the techy side like i know exactly what is to be done how it is to be done but there are certain jargons that people make use of which yeah. i might not be exposed to right yeah and i think there are a lot of things that i have also felt that you know while i was doing my mba and then during even my btech there was certain thing ki for the machate ro all of that lingo is also there so somebody who's maybe from a commerce college or from a or from humanities or maybe from another college also with an engineering mm-hmm. they might not be aware ki ha is tarah ka bhi kuch lingo hota hai kuch bahut specific lingos hote hain to wo i think uh, those things happen in due time so you'll cross mm-hmm. the bridge once you reach there Okay so uh, this is like a personal question for me i also want to build a brand and i also want to have a very good follower base yeah like uh, but i want to also create a very good content so that the followers uh, actually like follow me for my content so what would be the three things which you would suggest me to do like if i want to build my brand and if i want to have a good follower base there are basically three things i think maybe which are at the top of my mind right now it's like being creative being original and being consistent mm-hmm. right so original is basically something that is your usp something that you know your is your content your insights your learnings which obviously you would so people who are say for example you're a techie who's working at google then obviously you know what are what are the things that maybe somebody in this space who wants to get into google would want to know more about right mm-hmm. but that's just one of the things that maybe i could think of creative how well have you been able to portray it either in video or in text right or a mix of both then obviously you know being uh, consistent so it's like you know whatever i just said you have to do it every day right mm-hmm. or maybe whatever frequency works for you so you know that's basically the essence of content creation so just okay. like i said that for me it's like a diary entry so i don't know like how it happened but it became a habit there have been like one or two days when i've not been able to post and i felt that you know there was something grossly missing in my daily routine and i would be in super bad mood that i was not able to post and then i'll try to you know maybe post something in the evening slot just ki mere man ko tasalli ho ki ha i had posted something it's not because i want to you know say something every single day it's just that you know it's a habit it's like i have not written my one page in that diary it's almost like mm-hmm. that 
Yeah. This is like a very good correlation, like writing a post and which is a page in a diary. And that way it becomes simpler also. When I think about uh, creating a post, so it adds a lot of stress to me. I have to make it perfect and it should be this, that. And uh, that way that stress adds up. And then I created my post and I just keep, uh, leave it. So instead, if I think about it like a diary and uh, just uh, write the post or article, it would like remove that stress like a very good idea actually nice so i think i already asked you already mentioned like so what was your motivation of becoming a content creator like you mentioned that you had a lot of free time and then you keep diary every page in a diary but did you have any thought process of what will some person who is reading this post gain from it like did you have any motivation in that direction See, initially when I had started writing, it was primarily stemming from a place that, you know, I was able to do a lot of things during a single day because I had moved out of my house and had gone to another city, right? So that is the first time that I moved out. So whom will I even talk to? That entire room is mine. So, you know, that's where I thought that, you know, I should write because mm -hmm. for how long would i be in the gym or for how long can i sit in the library or you know obviously after sessions and all you have to do like a lot of pre-reading before attending the class and then obviously post class also there'll be multiple things you know going to the city to buy necessities and all of that and then doing my own laundry and i was like you know i've picked up so many new things over here so you know why not give this also a try so yeah i think this is one habit that has actually stuck and i would say that initially the thought process was that you know i just need to write and whatever i might be learning in the classroom or you know any interaction that i might have had if i would like to you know capture it in a digital version so you know that's how i would do it and uh, then so it was primarily moving from a kaleidoscopic view of things that you know okay it's like a picture so more in a digital format and then uh, slowly and steadily i thought that you know i'm reading this maybe people would like to so there was a lot of experimentation that went into it and okay. uh, that's how it is so before you know you identify certain things that you closely resonate to so i might not blog much about corporate finance but i would definitely be talking about something that has motivated me or something that's like exemplary brand story or a startup story or uh, you know doing something for the community or you know sharing my experiences as a public speaker or uh, even uh, broaching on topics of mental health and because people don't talk about that and it's like really required i have endured something in one of my previous experiences and that's where you know i understand when people in my close circles they talk about it and that you know it's something that's like really prevalent and i feel that you know there's a need to talk about it whatever thought agenda idea that you would like to lend your voice is something that you should talk about okay so i have read about content creation and i've talked to a few people they say that like you have to uh, have a niche you have to have a crowd which you want to focus on there's nothing like that no so initially as i mentioned that there for me there was a lot of experimentation till the time i identified that you know there are certain things i didn't talk about given okay. that i am somebody who has a full-time role and mm -hmm. things that he's doing trying to do or i would mm -hmm. say so it's like content creation i would say public speaking and then obviously visiting different colleges meeting different types of people uh, that's something that i look myself as a communicator now okay. more so as a marketer or somebody who's into brand building it's got much more to do than just being somebody who's siloed 
into something mm-hmm. you will see that people are actually not talking about full time content creators because then they do regular vlogging also that is mm-hmm. something that my bandwidth does not allow at this point of time but mm-hmm. uh, yes so as i told you like you know marketing's in the something in the startup space so you can't be like just talking about like brands all throughout the week people mm-hmm. will bore out you need to like intersperse it with different shades of content things that you closely resonate with so if i am a motivational speaker i should talk about things that motivate me or what what could motivate somebody else uh, if i am a marketer so i also don multiple hats these are like all allied content buckets right okay. there are some people who talk about finance but they do it in such a flawless manner that it does not even look like that they're talking about finance it looks like everyday affair right similarly for somebody who's into tech right mm-hmm. so rajiv makhni he was one of the first people who had actually gotten into gadgets and all of that he had like a special show and mm-hmm. he used to do so many things right and he had a very different way of talking and communicating and i really mm-hmm. like that and he still has that flair for tech gadgets mm-hmm. and you know and that's something that's really admirable you need to be consistent and be known for certain things can be one niche can be two or three different types of audience subtypes that you might be focusing on that makes sense so like how did you end up doing so many talks in so many different universities what's the story there like- i think post uh, tedx i think things were pretty much i would say for me all of my talks have been inbound like ex- i think even at bharti vidyapeet and even at iim i think these were like because not because of the fact that i was an alumni it was from the fact that people got to know about me from their friends who had already seen me in different events so it really helped with the fact that you know the type of content that i was doing and people were reading and then they were also part of different communities that i was handling and that's how this entire journey began so i think one thing leads to another and it's like a chain so i believe that you know if you do good then obviously good comes back to you and comes back in the form of a compounded interest of sorts similarly if you do bad so i think maybe you know i've tried to share opportunities with my network and they've been able to derive good value out of it either through content or insights or maybe through internships or you know job opportunities so i think maybe that's how people should be okay that's nice so on the content creation side like do you do all the content creation by all yourself or do you have a team to do uh, certain stuff for you because okay. i'm struggling with it right now there are a couple of people whom i know of who have their own full fledged teams i on the other side have always done my content myself even yeah. in my organization i have this sense of control i would not label it as ocd but i know that nobody can talk about it better than me so like let's assume like for this podcast i am doing the recording and like the questions and everything is coming from me but then like i find it hard to like post it everywhere like social media plus i find it hard to like the video editing part so it's very difficult for me to do because when i listen to myself i start critiquing myself i start feeling oh my god what tone i'm speaking with and all those things and then like i tend to take a lot of time so i am giving it to a person to do it for me but all those kind of things you yourself handle everything no so for my instagram reels mm-hmm. there is somebody who's who's assisted me because that is one type of content that i am not doing right mm-hmm. so that person is a specialist and obviously i leave the job to the specialist 
but mm-hmm. uh, other than that everything like if you'll find any graphic that's been used either it would be something that was available online and i have used it with credits or uh, i might be doing like a simple post right mm-hmm. and everything right from the caption to what it is supposed to be like i do it on my own because that's how it's always been because i told you right so for me it's like writing a diary i can give yeah. my diary to to somebody else to write that okay i'm dictating it to you you write it down yeah. i it just can't happen because no. then again yeah. it will be like that i post it but then i will still be having that sense of hollowness that okay i have actually not done it yeah that is true that i am married to my content if you have to ask me that that's very very nice you are like so passionate about your uh, thing like okay one more question so how are you managing your content creation plus your day job those are like two different things and i am figuring out it's also like a big job it's an interesting job where you learn a lot it requires your time and the, like time is the one important thing which we have to like manage across both the things so like how are you managing your time i utilize my weekends mm-hmm. to prep content and then you know during the week i don't have to worry about it that's perfect okay what i do is like i spend 1 hour in the morning of my day time to like either read about something or like write something so every day that's my like daily thing and uh, oh, i do that on a daily basis though even yeah. i'm reading something new on a daily basis but i don't want that kind of a stress to be there in terms of content upload and all of that yeah so, yeah that that is wo to rehta hai thoda bahut to if you want to get into this then you should be ready for the to face the music also there that's always going to be there there'll be certain days where you will not even feel like mm-hmm. doing anything and you just want to like take a break and you know just relax and all but that's also completely acceptable because downtime is actually like your peak time in terms of you know your creative juices to flow and for mm-hmm. your mind to you know start responding to what the universe wants to say to you so that's why you know you need to have like that periodic shutdown so that okay. you're all by yourself and then you get a lot of perspective and that's where you know a lot of things that you might not be i would say thinking about actually mm-hmm. start showing up because you free up your mind a little bit and then you'll see that's where the magic happens okay yeah that's uh, very nice insight so about public speaking like you said that you started your public speaking and now like you just go ahead and like whatever is in your mind you just give the speaking but like do you do, you don't have any preparation which you do like any preparation or i have i do so basically you know there are certain so that's where you know i will link it to the niche kind mm-hmm. of understanding so if it's motivational there's a separate deck for it if it's something on brand that i have a separate deck for it if it's business analytics then i have a separate deck for it right and if it's like some sort of a training then obviously you know that it requires a lot more engagement and all of that so then those are certain things that you can pre program mm-hmm. right it has to happen on the spot i don't know like the kind of audience it will be what kind of tone tonality communication pattern engagement engagement level that i will have to you know maintain or work with and that's where you know a lot of these things are something that's beyond your control you mm-hmm. can be sure about what you're doing if i'm doing something on a daily basis on my own i'll be the best judge to talk about it right so if you do something on the job or if you do something as a career you can pretty much weave a story around it and then present it in a very nice packaging something that is to the taste of the person who's in front of you right so your content should be in sync with the appetite of the person who's there in front of you you can't actually talk about genomics or mm-hmm. geology in front of an audience that is of commerce students it's mm-hmm. of no interest to them and they will not listen to you there could be an exception that some might but mm-hmm. then 
you have to you know pretty much package your content in such a manner that okay they are in college i should be talking about you know maybe linking something to a goa trip or linking something to you know a boyfriend and girlfriend or maybe something around you know marks or maybe something around you know something that's like very real world to them something that's more acceptable to them right believable your content should be believable if it's something that's like going right over somebody's head they will not even bother listening to you okay that makes sense actually okay you you mentioned that you have a separate deck for different type of talks you give so there's a book named the second brain if you have heard of it yeah i have yeah so all the information you come across on the daily basis you store whatever resonates with you you store that in a place so i use notion for that basically so and then if uh, then when you have to talk about something you are not starting mp you have a yeah. particular topic and yeah. you have like lot of you basically creating a bucket, bucket that you yeah. always refer- so those are like sticky notes on yeah. the diary itself the one yeah. that i'm talking about that you know okay this leaflet is a diary of ideas right and if i really like something i will read it i'll try to know more about it so these days i'm reading a lot about neuroscience mm-hmm. which is basically like i would say a logical predecessor to psychology and then psychology is the mother and father of marketing right so you need mm-hmm. to know who your grandfather is in your discipline right okay. i can create the fanciest of marketing campaigns with mm-hmm. the best celebrities but if it is not what somebody is looking for they will not give two hoots to it so it's yeah. like crores and millions of rupees going down the drain you need to understand what your consumer is all about what is it that he or she is for real how do you understand your crowd when you're going to give a speech i do okay. a lot of research you do a lot of research okay that makes sense uh, primary and secondary both so if i'm sitting in a cab i'll be talking to an ola guy or an uber guy to try to understand you know kuch bhi normal cheez म्यूजिक right what is it that their creative uh, and design thinking point of view is like there's a very different tangent altogether yeah. i would say marketing is like half creative or maybe creative in a very different way as compared to somebody who's into music composition or maybe a dancer right mm-hmm. they have very different lifestyles very different ways of looking at the same picture right just like a glass is half full half empty right mm-hmm. so there are different perspectives to the same problem and you know that's where a lot of these things happen at i would say literally give credit to my mba my b school for that that you know they've been able to make a lot happen just okay. because they had a very interesting way of looking at world problems or maybe at a business problem and the more perspective that you have that's going to you know add on to your experience and then those will be the insight that you use going forward and, and that's how it helps so like you talked about the conversation part right you talk to anybody like and try to figure Not out anybody it's mm-hmm. like obviously if i'm like if i if i can sense that you know there could be a story here okay so i actually find it difficult to have conversation with people and to get their perspective or if i want to learn something from a person and i want to talk to that person but i find it very difficult to make conversations in general like uh, if i'm in a crowd in a group 
I find it difficult to talk to people. So how do you approach? I want to learn to become a very good conversation person. So like if you can give some insights on that. See, if you generally feel like being somebody who's more of an extrovert, even an ambivert to that matter, I think you should definitely do it. Like, you know, initiate small talk and, you know, get to know somebody, right? But if you are an introvert, then obviously, and I've found that most techies are introverts. They're literally into coding. They're into their own space. They'll hang out with other techie friends in the pantry and then they'll be out there, you know, for the chai sata break and all of that. So I felt that I closely resonate with product and design folks because that's how, you know, my line of thought also is like, but with techies, I think it's slightly more just like finance. You find very limited people in the finance space, right? Uh, these days, everybody is talking about personal finance and all of that. Like a lot of CAs are, but you know, that's where that differentiation stems in. They might have taken CA, but they might have been more inclined towards pursuing something in marketing or brand. I know of a lot of people who are chartered accountants or company secretaries and they write poetry, they write shyery, they are into writing small, shorter stories, right? And that's something that they're naturally good at. So if okay. this is something that you feel that, you know, you actually need to be there and do all of that, then I would initiate that have conversations with people who are slightly different from you. And, you know, get to know their perspective. That's where you'll find something that's interesting. You'll try to dig deeper and try to find that, you know, okay, you know, there's a different way of looking at the same thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Maybe you can start off with your immediate friend circle or maybe mm-hmm. people who you meet at work or maybe are from a different team and, you know, you can maybe collab and come up with a project together. That's how you'll get to break the ice and also build confidence and also, you know, drive a conversation. Okay. That's like very helpful. I will, I'll try doing it in my future conversation with people. So this is like one of the very hardest thing for me uh, right now. Okay. Uh, like I, I want to talk, but I find it difficult like to have instantaneous conversation. And I have seen people who are like so good in doing it that I feel oh I have to do that. I have to learn it. How people can converse so well and. They become buddies with the other person like within like five, ten minutes and that's too good. Like I want to do that someday. Okay, so that comes to an end of our conversation. Like do you have any last few words which you want to share with me and with the audience? See, I have basically felt that, you know, people these days are more into a herd mentality. They Mm -hmm. pretty much want to do what somebody is doing. If it's Mm -hmm. tried and tested, they will want to try that out. There's mm-hmm. definitely no harm in trying something out. But then you have to be like, be real. You know, not everybody is cut out to do Instagram reels or dance, mm-hmm. right? Don't force it. Do yeah. something that, like you're naturally good at, right? And you, rather than being subpar at something that you're doing under peer pressure or under mm-hmm. a lot of people, under some influence, it's always better to be the top dog at what you're naturally inclined towards. Okay. Because I think people take up career options, like, you know, that famous engineering curly, but actually, mm-hmm. but because parents said, mm-hmm. mindset or mentality, that actually stops a lot of people from actually realizing mm-hmm. what their potential is. People mm-hmm. don't get to realize their potential and they lead lives not knowing who they are, 
why they are on this planet and what are they doing okay that is so so important and that's so, such a good insight i have been struggling with like log kya kahenge wala part sabhi ko dekhne ke liye level pe i just wanted to now i have started not caring that much and like just doing my stuff and like forgetting it so that is working for me so yeah cool so it was really really nice talking to you devan and thank you so much for your time and joining me for this conversation thank you so much for having me indeed an honor and i hope that the listeners are actually able to derive something of value out of this conversation if anybody wants to get in touch they know exactly where to find me on linkedin instagram thank you devan thank you have a pleasant evening